Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Don Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Well, I mean we've we've had some fairly uh we've had some fairly poor weeks when we've been um doing this show. Dom. Happy New Year, by the way. Um but I mean this is about as bad as it as it gets, doesn't it? So the last time that we did a show, which feels like it was I mean, it was last year, let's put it that way. Um and uh we were looking ahead to the Accrington and Burton matches. Well they didn't happen, of course. We have a co- we had a COVID outbreak within the uh within the club. So didn't have a game for a couple of weeks. And then <laughs> Um, two games in the last week, which have just been awful. So losing 5-0 at Sunderland, losing 1-0 at Shrewsbury. I can't decide which one of them is worse. So um, I'll, I'll let you dissect that. Happy New Year to you, James. Happy New Year. Let's just say that a few times first. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Start of a new year. What a great, what a great time. New era, fresh start. You know, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is going to be Sheffield Wednesday's year. And then, uh, mm. bang, Shrewsbury happens. And I, do you know what? There's an element and a part of me that thinks, I think Shrewsbury was worse than Sunderland, really. Like Sunderland will, I think, do that to some other teams before the end of the season. They're a good side and they probably will go on and get promoted. Yeah. And you, you look at the extenuating circumstances of Sunderland and, yeah, Wednesday went 19 days without a match. They'd hardly been able to train because of the COVID outbreak. There was still a number of players that were either injured or weren't involved against Sunderland. Still a, a team that you expect to be a lot more competitive than what they were on the night. But Sunderland had played over the festive period, you know, they'd so they were sharp, they were at it, they'd played Doncaster and turned them over a few days before Arsenal in the cup. So they'd had about three matches in the time that Wednesday had gone nearly three weeks without a game. And actually Wednesday I thought started okay in the first yeah. ten minutes or so at Sunderland. It was fairly bright. Um, and I've got to say, and I won't be the only one, but it was one of it was probably the worst journey ever getting there, uh, and it really wasn't worth it. it. Took me five and a half hours wow. after uh, that A one accident, and I, I know that there would be there would have been a lot of Wednesday fans that turned back, didn't make it to Sunderland, and they were the lucky ones um, because then when that first goal went in, which by the way. I think it was dubious. I, I think it was offside. It was offside. There's no, I don't think there's much doubt about that now when you watch the replays, it was. I, I'm not sure it, it changed the game, really. I still think that Sunderland would would have scored first and gone on to win pretty comfortably. But, yeah, it was something that we haven't seen in a, in a little while, certainly in the league. Wednesday collapsed and they did capitulate after the first goal and the heads went down. They didn't create very much, and and then yeah, you know, Sunderland. Okay, the second goal was a decent sort of counter attack, but all self-inflicted, just basic elementary mistakes from Sheffield Wednesday. And defensively, you know, I've done a piece on it today. I can't really get past. You know, we are at halfway stage in the season. Wednesday, 
defensively, they've actually been one of the, the teams that have been better in the league. You know, we, I think eight clean sheets they've kept. So they'd probably be in the top four, top five for clean sheets. But 10 of the 27 goals they've conceded, James, have been from set pieces. So it's been a huge Achilles heel, massive problem for Wednesday that Darren Moore hasn't fixed, the coaching mm. staff. That I, and maybe it's to do with, I think, that they are missing you know, players at the back there in Shea Dunkley, Dominic Iorfa, who would help them out enormously in the air. There's no getting away from that. But still, that comes down to organisation. And that should be things that Wednesday should be fixing on the training ground. And there's still no sign of them doing that. And they conceded a goal at Sunderland from a corner. And then the winner for Shrewsbury was a corner. And we've seen that before. And it was a near post delivery um, at Shrewsbury. And I watched all the goals of Wednesday conceded back from set pieces. It was exactly the same one for Lincoln's equaliser back at Hillsborough in October. So we're three months on. And you're still getting issues defensively that Wednesday they should have eradicated that. You know, top teams don't concede the amount of goals that Wednesday are conceding from set pieces. It, it is it's it's kind of basic stuff, isn't it? And you, you you mentioned mitigating circumstances in there a couple of times, and it has got to be said that Wednesday have had to chop and change. A, a lot, I think, was the stat that there are there are only three players in the squad that could have have played every game this season or 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 played twenty or more games this season. I can't remember what it was that I saw the other day. Um, so um, when you are constantly changing your um, your 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 back line, then you are going to leave yourself a little bit more open. But that stuff be stuff that's that's fairly easy from an organisational point of view. It's just about people picking up the men and people knowing who's doing what. If we're getting that wrong, that's a little bit of a worry. It shouldn't take hours and hours of work on a training ground to figure out how to defend set pieces. Defenders are defenders. They, they defend. Just everyone needs to know what they're doing from a set piece. So there's a, there is a, a, a worry that, that comes with that. What concerned me about the whole thing was that I didn't think that Sunderland particularly needed to, to move up the gears in order to, to just sweep Wednesday aside 5-0. It wasn't a stunning performance from Sunderland, I didn't, I didn't think. It was um, Wednesday basically just not being there. And from that, that first goal, um, it was, it, 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 as you said, the first 10 minutes, Wednesday looked fairly bright. From, from that first goal, it, Wednesday just gave up. There was just nothing. There was no fight, no spirit, um, and, and, and just, just nothing about them. And that's that's worrying as well. Um, look, you know, if you lo- if you're going to lose a game, you might as well lose it five 0 At least then there's no lingering thoughts in your mind about whether we could get anything out of it. So you, you then look at the contrast of it, which is Shrewsbury, which on paper you look at and go, all right, this this is the game where Wednesday have to bounce back. And all those things that you say we need this, we need that, we need the other, we didn't see any of them. Uh, another very lacklustre performance. A really poor defeat in in so many ways but i think what worried me the most about this was listening to darren moore afterwards who kind of said that it was a better response than he'd expected from um sunderland and saying that wednesday dominated the game I, I, and i've i wasn't there but i've not seen anyone else that that suggested that wednesday dominated the game there, there may have been a spell in the second half where, where wednesday had a decent amount of possession but I, we certainly weren't knocking on the door 
They were only knocking on the door in the last quarter, James, and that was when Shrewsbury pretty much went, OK, right, we're 1-0 up. Have you got the guile, the quality, the imagination to break us down? We're going to go down into a low block, and I think they went to 5-4-1. And um, no, Wednesday didn't. I mean, they you know the best chances Wednesday had were a week... Fizeu Delibashiru shot who I thought Delibashiru and Nathaniel Mendes Lang when they came on they at least added a little bit more positivity in attacking intent when they came on and Wednesday looked more likely to score after their introduction but they had two Lewis wing shots either side of half time that were from 25-30 yards out and that's the worry for me is that from open play, yeah, Wednesday, that, that there's been a real lack of creativity. And you've got, you know, Barry Bannon, who was man of the match, outstanding at crew. And then in the last two matches, he was probably the best outfield player at Sunderland. But that's not saying anything, you know, when there were loads of passengers and players that didn't turn up at Sunderland. And then on Sunday, you know, he was another one that you would say that, you know, he was below his best. And that at the moment feels where Wednesday are, that they have got a collection of individuals that they are not consistently performing at a high level. And, and Darren Moore can't get them to be this cohesive team that you would have, you would expect Wednesday to be showing more signs of that now that we are at the halfway mark. At the beginning of the season, you cut them a certain amount of slack, don't you, for 15 new signings that they've made and you've got to gel them all together. And yes, they still are having huge injury problems, particularly defensively, and you can't get past that. But the the team that Darren Moore put out on Sunday, you still look at that and think they should be capable of doing the business and performing better. And Darren Moore expected a strong reaction after Sunderland, James. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. And certainly that line that he said in the club post-match interview, if they dominated the game, they most certainly didn't. And by the way, Shrewsbury missed an absolute sitter to make it 2-0. You know, that is one of the misses of the season from Bowman. And so it could have been worse than what it was. It, 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 all, it all feels it's a little bit back to feeling like a bit of a mess, isn't it? Like, you know, it's it's difficult to see much in the way of a, of a game plan. Uh, we are unable to find ways of getting back into matches. We're not scoring goals again. We're not defending particularly well. We seem to be swept aside in midfield. Um, Let's go back to that question earlier of mitigating circumstances. How how much do we have to take into account here that Wednesday didn't play much over Christmas, that clearly there has been illness sweeping through the squad? Um, There is... um, I mean, it's it's not an unusual injury problem for Sheffield Wednesday because we seem to have it every season, but there is a, a, a bigger than most clubs would expect injury problem um, going on. It's certainly not unprecedented because we do seem to have it all the time. We've talked about that in the past. I don't know what else we can say about um, that and, and try and figure out what, what what's, what's going on there. Um, how much understanding do we need to 
to kind of give all those things when we kind of go in for the kill here because it has been it has been bad this this week um but these are really unusual times they are and you do have to have some sympathy for Darren Moore that he's not been able to work with the group as much as you would have liked um, with the COVID outbreak that they've had and so that has made things difficult and it comes down to defensively when you've got I offer Sam Hutchinson who's only just come back Shay Dunkley Lewis Gibson when you've had so many of the centre-halves that's not making an excuse for Darren Moore but it's a fact that they are missing front-line recognised centre-halves and that I think you can only get away for so long with playing players out of position. And Liam Palmer has done a pretty good job on the whole at centre-half. And Marvin Johnson has as well. But it's not where they naturally, you know, that's not where they're, they're best suited. It's not where they've played predominantly in their careers. And so teams will exploit that. And that's what we have found that, teams have done I, I did find it funny that Sunderland and Shrewsbury that you had points the 29th minute in both matches James Wednesday they've had to make a substitution for an injury Dunkley going off at Sunderland Kieran Brennan comes on Callum Patterson goes off at Shrewsbury Kieran Brennan comes on it's incredible and you know Wednesday they've now had it must be, I think, over 30 injuries they've had this season. It's incredible, you know, and that's, I think, a League One high. And it's it's crazy, you know, and I look at it, and, I, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure Shea Dunkley should have played at Sunderland. He didn't look fit from the outset. He looked like he was uh, not 100%, and so to me it was no surprise when he went off. But, yeah, I will say this, Massimo Luongo has been a huge miss for the mm-hmm. last two matches. Um, again, he brought that on himself with his stupid sending off at Portsmouth. He, he'll come back into the equation for the next few fixtures, so that'll be a big boost. Hopefully, Windass will be available. Callum Patterson's injury won't be so bad. Ditto, Shay Dunkley. You've then got Jack Hunt, Florian Canberry. So, Wednesday, you know, that, there you go. I just listed half a dozen players. So, Wednesday have been missing players through injury. Uh, and any team, uh, any team would suffer when you have that amount of injuries. And unfortunately, Wednesday have carried four to half a dozen injuries pretty much all the way throughout the season, and and it's definitely hurt them. It has, but it it is happening, isn't it? There's no getting away from from that. You know, the, these injury problems are, are, are there, and you're right that they're mitigating. But it's a squad game, and. Um, the one thing that we've said a few times in in recent um, podcasts before before Christmas was about how important that that Christmas New Year period generally is in football because it's when you just start to see how the league table is is sort of coming together, don't you? You start to see who really are going to be the promotion favourites and who really aren't. This year, obviously, is such a weird one because there are teams that haven't played at all, teams that have played a couple of games, teams that have carried on playing. So actually, the, the the table's a bit of a mess. I'm not sure how true it is. But the current pattern is really not good for Wednesday. Even through that period where, where, where we were unbeaten, there were so many draws and actually quite a few weak performances in there that 
this is not a team that's kind of coming into form at the right time. The opposite's happening. You know, we're, we're really going out of form. And now we've got another break and I can't figure out whether that is, is that a good thing? Is that what we need right now? Is it a bad thing? Do they actually need some minutes on the training ground? Actually, do they just need to get back out there and play some football? We definitely try and need to get some players back out of the, uh, out of the, 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 the treatment room. So, you know, maybe having a bit of a break is a, is a, is a good thing there, but I don't want to sound dramatic here. It does feel like this season is is kind of it's 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 sort of like you know just hanging on for dear life at the moment, where where you know it could end up just drifting very easily into a into a mid table second half of the season. It's a critical period coming up, I think, James. After this break, you look at the fixtures: Plymouth at home, who Wednesday haven't beaten this season, all scored against, followed by Oxford away, who were fifth. And then Ipswich, who have appointed a new manager, and they're eighth. So you look at it on paper and you think that is, uh, if you're not going to say daunting, it's certainly tough run of games. And I tell you, Wednesday need a couple of wins for me. They do. They've, and you know, you look at the recent run, either side of the breaks, it's one win out of five uh, in the league. And that win was against second from bottom crew. And let's face it, they were fortunate to get a draw at Portsmouth and keep a clean sheet. That was down to Bailey Peacock Farrell, brilliance on the night. Uh, and so they were 12 unbeaten and now they've lost badly um, in the last two matches or mm. performed badly and haven't scored. And so the, the more... Uh, outers, you know, or the more, you know, the fans who want more out, you know, they again, uh, those have sort of resurfaced those calls or those fans who are saying that it's maybe time for a change. I would say that he's been allowed to build his squad and assemble this team and and his own backroom staff, and so I think you've got to give him more time. You know, you still got to remember Wednesday have only lost five times this season. It's the draws. That have killed them, and so if they can start, they have to go on a winning run. And I've just, I've been saying it for ages, but it has to happen sooner rather than later. When you look at the table, the gap is six points between them and the playoffs. And never mind top two; that looks a million miles away right yeah. now. And the league is starting to take shape, but top two is that's twelve points now that they're off Wigan. So that's a huge, you know, four wins there just to get level with them. So that, yeah, I think right now we have to just look at it and think, first things first, Wednesday got to go on a run and target and get back into the top six, get the playoffs yep. first and then anything after that is a bonus. It's almost not worth looking at the league table, is it? It's just about, just start winning games. It doesn't matter about how many points we are away from this, that and the other. We've just lost two games, conceding a total of six, scoring none. That's what we need to be focusing on. That's what we need to, to sort out. We haven't talked about the more out stuff I, I i'm firmly in the same camp as you in terms of the fact that i do think he needs more time and, I, and I've, I've i've said this loads of times on the podcast that that swapping and changing managers regularly has has left us mid-table in league one um so you know i'm i'm, I'm not an advocate for for just uh a, a few things go wrong and we've got to change managers we've talked about the mitigating circumstances having said all of this there are points that I've seen people make on social media that are quite hard to argue with in terms of it feels like there are quite quite basic elementary errors that that Darren Moore keeps making time and time again um and 
um that that becomes more difficult to to ignore but i think that you know we have invested it in a project and we've got to try and see that that uh, allow that project to see through that that injury thing is something we've just got to keep coming back to time and time again isn't it because we say darren moore's not getting much out of the squad at the moment but this is not in any way shape or form the first choice 11 that he would putting out at this time of the season if he had his choice is it no it isn't do you know what i mean something else i'd add into the mix too james is that I think Wednesday's best eleven when everyone's fit. I think the majority of the players were here last season, and, and that then is a reflection on the signings. And Wednesday brought in a, a brand new squad, fifteen of players. But how many of them would actually get in Wednesday's best eleven? I'd argue not many. I don't know about mm. you, but I don't think there would be too many. You know, I, I still look at it and think that it would be Dunkley, I offer. Hutchinson, Bannon, um, Palmer. Um, mm. So there's five. Windass, six. So there's a, like, over half of the team there straight away for me would be the nucleus of the team that got relegated from last season. And um, But then again, Darren Moore could only sign players on free transfers and loans. So he was incredibly limited with what business he could do and the calibre of players that he's been able to bring in. So it's a real tough one. You know, I I do understand where fans are coming from who are saying he should be getting more out of this group uh, and that Wednesday have won six times in the last Mm. 20 matches. I get where people are coming from. You know, the stats aren't great. They're not. But then since Dave Ponchan series come in, Wednesday, if you include Stuart Gray... They've had seven managers in seven years. And by the way, that's not including the caretaker spells of Lee Bowen or Neil Thompson. Wow. That is way, way, way too many. And I'm pretty sure I'm right. I don't think a manager has completed a full season at Sheffield Wednesday since Carl Vallejo. That, again, is remarkable. And that is too much change. Uh, yeah, at a football club it's, and, and you have to break that cycle and like you said I and I agree with the point they've invested in a project here and Chancery has tried to give more the tools to do the job and so we're halfway through his first full season and I think you've got to see what happens in the next few matches and I think as long as Wednesday are flirting with the top six are inside that top half and have still got a chance of the top six, then I, th- I think right now that's where we're at. That That's what we can hope for right now. You, you talked about recruitment and uh, new players earlier. Of course, we are in January. The transfer window is is open again. Uh, Wednesday been linked with quite a few players. Seems to be mainly defenders at the moment that Wednesday have been uh, linked with. But having conceded six goals in the last two games, that's probably not a surprise. Does seem to be somewhere we're just suffering terrible injury issues as well. Um, so a few names that have been knocking about: Mark Beavers, uh, Hayden Roberts. Any other names that are knocking about? Anything that you can tell us? Stuart Finley's been the other one and that's a long-standing interest that Wednesday've had him. That dates back to when Steve Bruce was in charge. That one, I think, would be difficult. I don't think that would be an easy deal to get over the line. Um, I, he's got a few clubs that I think, um, you know, who are interested in him. And then you've got, you know, Hayden Roberts, 
from Brighton. I, I look at that and think that's quite an exciting signing, really. And again, it's the level, really, that Wednesday at that they've been borrowing from a Premier League club. He's, he knows League One. He's 19, he's left-footed, but he was at Rochdale last season and did pretty well, by all accounts. Played 20-odd times for them. So, uh, you know, again, I think they might face some competition for Roberts as well. So it's not going to be... It's not going to be an easy window for anyone. That's the thing, James. And, and uh, you know, I, I just look at it across the board and, you know, you speak to people in the game and they're saying that clubs, they're going to be reluctant to do business uh, this window when you've got COVID outbreaks, injuries, suspension. They're going to maybe look to stockpile players yeah. and that yeah. they're not going to be willing to let players go out on loan um, and certainly you know benefit teams in their division or whatever it might be and so I don't think there's going to be loads and loads of deals this window and there certainly won't be for Sheffield Wednesday and Darren Moore said you know one or two I, I look at January right now and think a good window for Sheffield Wednesday would be to get maybe two three players in maximum you know I think if they get that in then they've done well and then maybe get some of the youngsters out from Liam Waldock, get him out on loan again and uh, Karidi Edoin. You know, I think that's where you know, Wednesday are looking at. Is, we, we know that Lewis Wing is is staying. Um, any other kind of news on, on loan players and I include in that players that are out on loan at the moment? We know Alex Hunt had a certainly a good start to the season at, at, at Grimsby. Uh, I mean, they themselves had a good start to the season and have, have, have kind of dropped away a little bit down in the National League. Um, a, any likely returns from any players? No, I don't think so. I think the plan is that Alex Hunt and Ryan Galvin will stay uh, at Grimsby and Gloucester, respectively. You know, you know we, we asked Darren Moore about that a few days ago, and I think that that's something that Wednesday will push hard for. And unless Lewis Wing was to go back, and there was talk of that happening last week, you're then thinking, well, it would make sense to maybe bring Alex Hunt back, um, and he might get a run of games and, and I know a lot of Wednesday fans probably would have been quite happy if Middlesbrough had taken Lewis Wing back as there's still no signs of mm. he's going to hit any form and um, yeah you know it'd be interesting really with the other loan players for Sheffield Wednesday really that you know that's they've got recall clauses in there so will other clubs potentially look at you know Bailey Peacock Farrell will Burnley maybe consider recalling him or you know, you've got Florian Canberries another one you know there's a few aren't there Shadipo who another one that has been injured and missed Shrewsbury and and this is it uh, you know the, the sh- there could be some wheeling and dealing and so uh, who knows I, I just look at it and think it will be the usual that it might be quite late some of the business that happens at Hillsborough this this month I mean the good thing is it's not like we've got a huge um, catalogue of games coming up or anything you know there is a break now so there is time to get some um, some deals done but it always seems to be last minute doesn't it particularly in um, in January so I guess we will uh, 
we will wait and see right thank you to our partners at title law solicitors who are specialists in wills trusts and probate as a podcast listener if you mention singing the blues you get buy one get one free on lasting powers of attorney and ollie is available for evenings weekends and home appointments across south yorkshire uh, book now at titolaw.co.uk that's t-y-t-o-l-a-w.co.uk on twitter dom is at dom house and i'm at james marriott the show is at dom and james you can also find us on facebook and youtube just search for singing the blues uh, you can find all those links on our website or in the show notes for this episode as well thank you for listening up the owls and we'll see you next time 